Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Here joining me, Mr. Lee Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. How are you, mate? You well? I'm good. I've had a bit of self-care today. Went out and got my first manicure, if you want to have a look. Did you? How He's got a manicure. Like, fingers up. <laughs> I'll show the camera. Just if, you, <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, head over to YouTube and have a look at those bad Just boys. quickly, a manicure. What's the special occasion? I don't know. Just, just wanted a bit of self-love. Self care, yeah. I'm all for that. <laughs> self-love incredible. is hugely important in this day and age. A guy who I believe hasn't had a manicure today, also joining us, Mr. Rohanko. Yeah, how are we going? The nails are looking a bit rough, but... Um... Are you a biter? Oh, I am a biter. Oh, yeah. I am a biter, yeah. and it's it's not a good habit to have. No. Look, um, we can't all be as polished as Lee. Um, Fair play. Is... Fair play. It's certainly coming in with the, the flyest looking nails out of the crew of us. So, lads, big episode, though. We're back with the second instalment of season... Well, the second episode of season two... Back with the video content for any of our YouTube listeners from last week. Really appreciate you being here. If you haven't already, continue to hit that subscribe button, like button. Do all that good stuff. We love it and certainly appreciate it. Uh, For all of our audio listeners, we certainly haven't forgotten about you guys and we certainly appreciate all your continued support. But we have a massive episode in store today. I I feel like that's on repeat. I continually (laughs) say that. All episodes are big. Uh, We're going to do just rattle through a couple of quick odds and ends. Not too many today. But then we're going to go into a couple of players we think will be over overrated, I guess. Overrated. Not overrated. Not no, overrated. We were doing players that we think will surprise us throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, so over. What's we... the word I'm thinking? Overachieve. Overachieve and underachieve. <laughs> Achieve. I'm, I'm glad we. I'm glad we're all on the same page. That's for well, sure. I tell you what, we are on the same wavelength. So a couple of players we think will over and overachieve and underachieve based on what we've seen over the last week and a half, two weeks. Um, and then just end with a bit of a general discussion about what's transpired over the, the week since we spoke to you guys last. Um, as always, though, continue to hit that subscribe button. Follow all the socials, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Um, our, tic- our TikTok, speaking of which, now we've got the video content up and running. As we have alluded to, it will be coming more active over the next probably week or two. Yeah. Uh, we'll start to really ramp up the content on that. Sure. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. Um, and one last point, I mentioned the other week about uh, a potential new sponsor coming on board. Uh, it hasn't quite eventuated this week, <laughs> but next week I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, should uh, hopefully be the announcement, if not the week after, but fingers crossed next can we, week. Can we have any clues? Yeah, give us a clue. Um, because I reckon the suspense is building. I'm, I'll, I'll I'm... give a clue without giving anything away. Our, okay. We've got the Mercs here today, Ro and I, we're on the Mercs. Next week, we'll have another beverage of choice kind of replacing that. And uh, I guess a little bit of product placement during the video video stream. Mm-hmm. So enough said. Um, enough said. We've got a lot to look forward to. So keep up to date with all the news from the Daily Dribble team. Let's get Perfect. into it. Odds and ends. couple of quick ones today. I'll start with the news that the first conference players of the week have been mm-hmm. announced. From the Western Conference, we have Steph Curry. From the Eastern Conference, Miles Bridges. Who would have thought Miles Bridges? Uh, yeah, I was about to say, it still, still takes a little bit to get your head around Miles Bridges, isn't it? But, um, it's, um, Lee, as a, as a Hornets fan, mm. 
You couldn't be happier with the way he started the season. Could I couldn't you? be happier. I am surprised, but not entirely surprised. Um, being a Hornets fan, I've, I've watched a fair few games, and I did see it coming um, from a fair while away. And obviously, not Eastern Conference Player of the Week, even. But um, I knew he was expanding his game past just highlight dunks, and it's shown evidently. And that's a big thing. Like it's it's only been a week so far, mm. but that consistency and yeah. the ability to score on a regular basis. I know today. Uh, the first half, who did they play? They had the heat. the heat. They had the heat. They went down in that one. Yeah. Um, but he started that first half really slowly on the yeah. scoring front. And that second half, I think he finished with 22 or yeah. so points. And it just shows his ability to score in bursts. Yeah. Uh, which is an exciting sign. And especially the way LaMelo started. He's had a couple of quietish yeah. games. But Haywood back in the fold. There's a lot to like. Mm. Um, but on Steph Curry, like we said last week, probably, I know Jar is probably the yeah, based on one week, a lot of pundits are saying he's probably the MVP front runner at the moment. But yeah. Steph Curry, I think, would be the bookies' favourite, just oh. based on storyline, based on um, his legacy, based on what he's actually producing on the court. Mm-hmm. It's been phenomenal so far. The MVP is all narrative, isn't it? I know you have to have a you know incredible regular season, but majority of the time, if you've got the narrative, you know, along with that really incredible season, then you're most likely going to win that award, which Steph Curry has started off the season. Oh, he's been incredible. And I don't even think he knows, even now, how good he is. You saw him react to that, um, like, one one hop foot three-pointer. Did you see that? And he was like, how did I do He surprises even himself, I think. Just on a different level. He's playing chess and the others are playing checkers at the minute. So, just a quick little thought I had. Um... How's this? For all the listeners out there, <laughs> all the this? listeners out there, at the end of the season, we're going to do a daily dribble MVP. Who do you think oh, oh, is the MVP co-host for the year as judged by the viewers? Oh, God. What do you reckon? And what's it based on? What's the criteria based on? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Based on what the audience feels in their hearts. Okay, so based yeah. on their, the jokes provided, you can base it on... The attention to actual detail, video yeah. detail in the in physical appearance, like yourself, with the uh, the tats showing the nails yeah. polished, um, you yeah. know things like that. Like we should, you know what we should do? High school awards, class clown, best dress. You know, I think that'd be a bit of fun. Oh, I tell you what, I feel like if I got last in co-host, I'd be pretty flat. I'd probably cry myself to sleep if that happened. Most likely to be involved in a bikey gang. <laughs> Definitely, absolutely. <laughs> but you, it's hard to argue, isn't it? Because on one hand, look at this. You, you can't oh, you can't really see it on the angle. He's got the tats there on the quad for any of our YouTube. Look at that. The tats are out in full force. And then you look at the fingers and he's got the, the manicured nails. So, biker, it's hard to uh, make a case for. Yeah. I reckon like, we make a... A little conscious, daily dribble awards. I reckon we make a conscious attempt to, to show Lee's tats at least once per episode. <laughs> Without a doubt. Lock it I in. Think so. It's going to get viewers. That's it is. And that's what we're all about here. Viewers. Moving ahead, though. We've got a lot to get through. Um, during the week, uh, the Lakers and Suns game, mm. Carmelo Anthony jumped up to ninth on the all-time scoring list. Just quickly, do you guys know who he overtook? No. Uh, was it Moses Malone? It is. Yeah. Lock it in, row. Fair play. There's a point to you, mate. He did overtake Moses Malone, so he's up to ninth on the all-time scoring list. Now, just quickly, just off the off the top of the scone, excluding MJ when he left and came back, the, mm. We all know about the story of his return, but has there ever been a player, like just off the top of the head, Melo sat out for that year, mm-hmm. reintroduced into Portland. Yeah. Has there been a guy who's made such a profound impact after leaving the league for an extended period of Judy, time? Could it, can it be due to injury? 
not due to injury, due to stepping away or due to not being picked up. Has there been a player who's come in and just what he did with Portland, phenomenal, and the way he started with the Lakers today, helped them in their win over the Cavs. Mm -hmm. Just that bright spark off the bench. He's been electric. Mm. You would have to say no, wouldn't you? No. Off the top of the head anyway, without deep diving. Yes. Uh, what he's done, it's really quite special. And I guess as a Lakers fan, here with the jumper on today, shout out to Intersport, our major sponsors, hooking me up for the with the, for the birthday for that one. A little birthday gift here. How's that? There you go. It's got the awards on the side. Awards on the side, absolutely. Um, you know, you can't think of another player. He's really, it's been a, quite a spectacular transformation as he goes from, you know, his top 10 all-time scoring, but he's now... Such an efficient bench player and such a bright spark. It's yeah. really, really it's quite a, extraordinary. Such a feel-good story because at the end of the day, you know, two to three years ago, many were thinking that maybe he wouldn't step on the court again. That's it. Even though, you know, many of us thought that he was obviously still good enough to do it. Um, it's another it's another story as to whether he got picked up. But, yeah, he's, he's bounced back incredibly and he looks like he's fitting in pretty well with this Lakers team, even though Lakers... How do, you, how do you feel about how they've gone so far? I don't uh, we know. might talk about this a little bit later in the show, but I'll just say I'm not too pleased. <laughs> okay. I'm not too pleased, but um, I might touch on that a little bit more shortly. Now, a guy who, in I guess, the opposite of bouncing back, uh, shout out Apex Fraser, Caleb. We love your work, mate. Um, your main man, Pat Williams. He's going to be out for the rest of the regular season after suffering a, dislocate, a dislocated left wrist. Uh, yesterday in their one-point loss versus the Knicks. Um, I, from my sporting background, I've, I've suffered quite a lot of dislocated shoulders. Mm, yep. If you dislocate anything, you know about it pretty quickly. So Absolutely. For me, I just put it back in and played the week later. I'm made of tougher stuff than Pat Williams, apparently. Mate, no, you don't. You're, you're out for about two months uh, and you're crying your way to the side. Uh, there we go. Don't let that ruin a good story. Um, but Pat Williams out for the rest of the season, regular season. Hopefully we can see him return for the playoffs, should the Bulls make it. Yep. Looking pretty should good so Bulls far. Make it. Bulls are going to make it. Bulls, Bulls, lock it in. Bulls yeah. are going to make it. Oh, but it's, it's a bit of blow for him because it looked like the potential, that starting power forward role, he really had a chance to kind of play with a high caliber of guys in that starting lineup. DeRozan, Vooch, mm. Levine, Ball. Like, it was really a good starting five, and it, it really hinders his, I wouldn't say trajectory, because he's still got the potential to go to the moon, but For it sure. does hinder his progress a bit, doesn't it's, it? It's always the second year as well where these rookies um, start to, you know, amplify their game and progress their gra- game to another level, yep. and it's unfortunate that he's not going to be able to do that this season. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know, the Bulls, though, they're... Four and one at the minute. Only went down by a point versus the Knicks yesterday, but yeah. looking looking good so far. So early call, early gut call. Yeah. Are we, we rating them? Are we rating them after these first few games higher than we did coming into the season? Definitely, without a doubt. Well, even I, after five games, even after five games, I I I feel like I've been proved wrong because I was like they have to you know gel a bit more to be able to play well. They've been playing outstanding. I I can't see it slowing down. Well, yeah. Have you seen their schedule? Just quickly, there. I believe it's the next sixteen games. Mm-hmm. 15 of those games are against teams that were in the playoffs last year. And the the 16th team that wasn't in the playoffs is the Warriors. So they've got a ridiculously hard schedule. Uh, I think this is kind of going to be a bit of a 
not a make or break, but a kind of a real true gauge on where they're at. Yeah. Well, it shows um, when you're under pressure and stress, it shows, you know, it brings out who you really are. And that's the same for NBA teams. It's going to bring out um, their, their true self. And you know what, Lee? What? Diamonds are made under pressure. It's one of my favourite expressions. I love it. I love it. It's like us. Look at us. We're on the video now. Yeah. Live action. We're under pressure. Diamonds. Absolute diamonds popping out of the bits of coal that were here a month or two ago. Uh, just my last point from odds and ends, lads. I've got a bit of trivia for you. Okay, now, go for it. the season has been going only a week and a half, two weeks or so. Out of all the players so far, which duo... Do you think has the best plus minus in the NBA? I'm not sure if you saw this, but which duo has the best plus minus together since the season started? Which duo? I don't know. I feel like you're setting us up for a very unlikely duo. Who is it? Any guesses? Any guesses? I don't think so. I don't think so. Any guesses? Oh, it it depends what you consider a duo. Like, I don't consider anyone on the Bulls a duo because... Well, so just any two players that that you can think Uh, together. Which two players do you think... When they're on the court together, have the best plus minus. I'll I'll go and say Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine. All right. Rose? All right. You put me on the spot. I honestly don't know. Who is it? Okay. So it is Kat and Anthony Edwards on the court together. They are plus 54. Jesus. Unbelievable. And I just kind of mentioned that because I just want to touch on the the Wolves just for a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, well, as we said, we'll go into our... A bit of a talk mm. about the say oh, I guess the week that was during the end of the episode. But the Wolves, are we starting now? We've seen a little bit more of them. Are we starting to buy into them? It's only been a week since we last spoke. But I'm are you not, feeling more confident about them? Definitely, I'm feeling more confident. I'm not buying into them um, in saying that they're going to make the playoffs by any mean, I, means. I think all of us um, prior to the season said this is probably the year where they start to see improvement. And, and that's, that's the point you made. Start to see, yeah. isn't it? Not there yet but no. start to see it. and that's what we're seeing um i think it will continue but i'm sticking to them finishing around that um 10 9 mark yeah yep. I, I i tend to be in the same boat as lee to be honest so i think they're certainly on their way to reaching that light at the end of the tunnel that we always speak about but um really good start to the season and it's it's no surprise that those guys have been performing really well together on the court at the same time and their record has been you know, what are they, 3-1 and one to start the season? I believe so. It's, it's really no surprise. So, uh, really good signs for Minnesota because they've been down in the dumps for, God, as long as I can remember. When was the last time that Minnesota actually had a half-decent team? Was it the last time they made the playoffs, wasn't it? Wasn't it them and the Nuggets came down to the final day? Was it 20... Was it Caleb days? Oh, my God. K-Love days. We're going back that far. Yeah, well, it's been a long time. So, again, any <laughs> Minnesota, I think we said any Indiana fans last week. Mm. If there's any Minnesota fans out there, um, you know, I don't know how many listeners of Minnesota fans we have, but, you know, it, there's a lot to be excited about, I think. I think they're in a better position than what they have been the last couple of years. I was kind of somewhat sceptical of having D'Lo in that starting mm. five. Yep. But if you can have Malik Beasley as that, that sixth man coming off, lighting things up, it's a lot to like. A I lot think so. to like. I so, think so, definitely. Anyway, that's enough. I reckon that's the most we've talked about the Timberwolves <laughs> in a while. Yeah, moving on. That's all for odds and ends today, guys. There wasn't too much news from around the league this week, but uh, let's get ahead. As we said, we're going to do a couple of players we think will overperform and underperform for the rest of the season. I uh, would love to hear what you guys think, where we went right, where we went wrong. 
Uh, let us know on our socials. We'll put up a couple of posts during the week. We love hearing your feedback. Uh, we're a couple of couple of big boys here, aren't we? We can take the criticism, <laughs> can't we? Okay. So, you know, have at us where we went right, where we went wrong. We love to hear it. Let's start, Lee, with overperform. Who okay. do you think is going to overperform this season based on what you've seen so far in your gut feel? Uh, my, my first player is going to be Lonzo Ball. Um, I just think he fits absolutely perfectly over in Chicago. Yep. Um, it, it just seems like all of his attributes and all of the glimpses that we've seen at his former teams, being the Pelicans and Lakers, are starting to come into fruition and they're starting to live up to their full potential. Yep. Mm-hmm. You look at his shooting at Lakers, that was god-awful, and he's fixed his form completely. Um, his playmaking is at an all-time high. Yep. His mm-hmm. IQ, which was already high, that is getting even higher um, and it's I, I just love what I'm seeing from him so far um, he's, he's averaging so far 14.6 rebounds and 5 assists which is obviously it's nothing to scream at but that's not why the Bulls acquired him they acquired yeah. him to amplify everyone's game around him and that's what's happening so far there was so many years of questioning how how can we make this guy live up to his potential yeah. and where where is the team that is suited for him. And I think they've found it in Chicago. Love that word you just used, amplify, because he you've got Vooch, you've got DeRozan, you've got Levine, Pat Williams, who has just gone down, but you've got other players who can score and do all the other things. Yeah. But he just needs to facilitate, be good on the defensive yeah. end, and just do the one percenters. So yeah. I like yeah. that. He is there to amplify the others around him. He's not going to put up 30 points a game or no. 25 like Levine. But Lonzo is by no, by no means a player who we're expecting to have an incredible box score on a nightly yeah. basis. But the things that he can bring, which don't necessarily reflect on the box score, as you were saying, Nick, Nick the one percenter. Yep. Um, he's just one of these guys who seems to have matured this year, as yeah. we were mentioning off the podcast. You just alluded to. We we're just having a game of two K before yep. we came on, and you had was it myself had the balls, and you mentioned Lonzo, and he, he seems to have matured, and he seems to have. You know, worked on his game enough that, you know, he's looking like he could be a super valuable player for the Bulls going forward. And, I mean, playing with really good players certainly doesn't hurt, you know, his development either. Um, But, yeah, I think I I love that pick from Lee because I think he's a guy who, even though we thought he'd, you know, perform well with a good team around him, we certainly didn't think he would, you know, improve this much. So he's been really good. I don't, I, I'll no, just, I have a question. It's a bit of a fun question. Um, we love fun questions. You're like Kawhi's fun, fun guy. Fun, fun guy. guy. Do you reckon the addition or Lamelo Ball, my favourite player, coming into the league, do you reckon he motivated Lonzo Ball at all to become, you know, a bit better? Because Lonzo came into the league and was... Mm. You know, outright just amazing. It's Do you reckon he, he motivated him a little bit? I reckon so. It's a I, fair yeah. point. Like I'm like it's it's hard. To say. I've got a twin myself. I've got a twin sister. But I, actually, I don't know what the relevance is of that. <laughs> but having Good siblings, shout you, out, yeah, 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 bloody good shout out, Ebs. They're not even twins, Lonzo and Lamar. No, no. But having a sibling, like that's like me saying I've got a brother yeah, and a sister. I, I almost regret that. It's got no relevance whatsoever. But <laughs> you okay. certainly do. You like you. Yeah. You do want to prove yourself, don't you? And you want to kind of like be the best. Mm, I mean, yeah, and family, like, I reckon it does. Given the way his first season went, yeah. Rookie of the Year really showed out all the hype. The media made Charlotte relevant. Yeah. Um, as you said, your favourite player. Look yeah, at that. He he's had one season in yeah. the league. Your favourite player. That shows his impact. Yeah. And I reckon it has been probably a driving force behind his off season. Yeah. Like, you know, he's in the gym working hard, 
And that those flashbacks to people, you know, all the cameras going on him. Why yeah. aren't they on me? Exactly. So, that's what I was thinking. That's spot on. I'm I'm in the same boat as well. I think should have just got to that point earlier, <laughs> shouldn't I? <laughs> I think Lonzo definitely would have been thinking, geez, um, Lamelo has yeah. progressed at a super quick rate and mm. probably quicker than I'm progressing at the moment. So in in terms of all aspects of the game, because for the first few years of his career. Lonzo's offensive game, particularly his, his shooting production, was there was a lot to be desired, wasn't there? Mm, Whereas yes. Lamelo's come in straight, straight from the get go, and he's he's he looks like he's going to be an incredible player for the foreseeable future. So it would have been in his head, in Lonzo's head for sure. I've got one more question before we move on mm-hmm. from this pick of yours. Yeah. So just based on what you've seen, how you're feeling, and I might ask this, you know, in a couple of months when mm-hmm. we bring up the two again, or whatever the case may be. In a 1v1 now, first to 21, yeah. who's winning? Lamelo like, or, or Lonzo? Lonzo. Lamelo like, will you, win that. What, what's your score pick? Uh, probably uh, probably what, to 21. Yep. 21, probably, I don't know, 12. I don't know. Lamelo's a better one-on-one player. He's a better at ISO bowl. We, you think he can do it on the other end, though? Yeah. God, did you see Lonzo's block, though? Yeah, good point. But I, I still think 1v1, Lamelo's taking it easy. I'm taking, I'm taking Lamelo... 21 to 17. I reckon it'll be a bit closer. I think just if I if I get to see a little bit more of Lonzo's offense develop, uh, I think he'll have it. Just because yeah. I think he's got the potential to be better on the two-way front. Yeah. I yeah. think Lamelo certainly has a higher ceiling on the offensive end. Um, but Lonzo on the two-way front row. Yeah, it's a toughie. Um a big part of Lonzo's game is his facilitation. And I think in He's a one-on-one one, one one, yeah. Yeah, well, one one game, and I think Lamelo at this point of his career, even though Lonzo's obviously improved, um, uh, Lamelo's a better scorer at this stage of his career, so I reckon he might light it up. But um, it'd be a close game. Love That's it. For sure. Good next? pick there. I might go next. My pick for my first player who's going to overperform is Mo Bamba. Yeah, good one. Now, this was a player coming into the season, especially once uh, Wendell Carter received his extension, it was kind of like, oh dear, what's going to happen with Bumba? What are they going to do? Is this a sign that they're going to move forward with Carter and discard Bumba? Yeah. But they've kind of, it's kind of been exciting to watch. They've made the decision to start both Bumba and Carter. Uh, Bumba at the centre, Carter Jr. at the power forward role. And it's really I wouldn't say it's paid dividends because they're not a great team. They're not going to win a lot of games. No. But it's actually been serviceable together, which yep. has excited me. And I think this opportunity for him is huge. Like, he hasn't been paid yet. He's still got the opportunity yeah. to be paid. And therefore, he's going to show out when he gets the chance. I know today in the first half, they went down to the Raptors by a point. Yeah. Uh, he had 10 rebounds by half time, yeah. I think. God, I think he had eight by quarter time. He did, yeah, yeah, and he just really looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I think with that, you know, I think it kind of comes back to the eight and point as well. The fact he hasn't been paid, he's expecting the max, and he'll he'll get it. But seeing as he hasn't yet, not being paid, it might motivate these players. Yeah. Like your players, like Shay, your players like Luca, whoever else. No, it's not a concern. They're mm. getting two hundred million dollars mm. regardless. So they got their bag. These blokes who haven't been paid, Bumba being a prime candidate there, I mm. think he's really got the potential to explode, and especially on this Orlando team. Yeah, you know, there's not much rebounding, there's not much scoring, there's not a lot of anything really. No. So, Suggs actually looked good today, but mm. there's a lot of like potential to do a lot on this team. Yeah. I think he want now the last couple of seasons he hasn't been given much opportunity. 
but I think now in the starting lineup, we could see probably, I reckon, the best from Bamba. So. Yeah. This is his opportunity to outgrow the song. Yeah, I was going to mention. Yeah, because for so for the start of his career, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny to think that that the song Mo Bamba has been. I, I guess people don't actually know he's a basketball player; yeah. they just think it's a song. It's a song. He, yeah. He's got the opportunity to sort of make a name in the league and make people realise who who he actually is. Um, and yeah, he's he's had an impressive start to the season, and he showed that he could potentially take the next step. Still a long way to go, well, as we that's all the know. Thing. But... Like I think he overperformed just on the fact that once we saw that Carter got the extension, yeah. the bar was set so low. So I it think was. like it's going to be easy for him to surpass, but I think he's going to smash it just because yeah. that bar has been set so low, and the way he's performed over the last couple of years, due to injury, due to limited game time, etc. His bar is set low, so I think he should smash it out of the park. Do you reckon his trade value will get high enough to where teams actually want to pick him up? Uh, I think he needs to continue proving himself because yeah. I think it's yeah. been sort of a bit of a short sample size of exactly. him performing at a high level. And he's In not a starting that, level centre for a, a contending team, is no, he? No, Like, you look at Aiton and B, Jokic, AD, etc., etc., etc. Like, mm. he's not anywhere near that same tier, but... You know, he's but, a serviceable pace, and but, it's good for a team like Orlando. But that's what I was also going to say. Do you think he's been playing so well? And obviously, it's kind of a no-brainer, but because he's been giving, given this massive opportunity to start yeah. on a pretty, you know, not not yeah. that good team. There's no, like, it's it's like Giddy, who we might mention a little bit later in the episode, wink, wink. Go. Uh, big go talk <laughs> there. Um but you're going into a situation where you're not like you're not expected to win any game you go into just about. There is no pressure whatsoever. And you know, your fans don't expect anything. The front office, they just want mm. you to kind of play hard and turn yeah. up and compete. Yeah. You know, if you get blown out by 30 points but you're actually competing, that's okay. Yeah. So he's in a position where he can go, you know, there's no eyes on him. No. And he can do whatever he wants and just play hard, good ball. And yeah. he's doing that. So it's really a good spot for these young players like Giddy, Shea. You know, you go to uh, Orlando, you've got Fultz, Cole, yeah. Anthony. You know, yeah. all these players, they're in a good spot to just grow at their own rate um, without the same, any pressure. It's the same as um, OKC. Yep, absolutely. Exactly like Jalen Green, there's no pressure in Houston at the minute no. whatsoever. So uh, I think Bumba's in a good spot there. Roy, who is your number one guy for who is going to overperform? Well, he'll love this pick. Mr. Miles Bridges. Yeah. Oh, dearie yeah. me. So you think it'll continue? L- look, I I think... He, let me just preface by saying a lot of these guys who have had really hot starts to the season, we've sort of seen something that's made us think, okay, they're, they're definitely going to be on the up this year. Yep. I'm not saying that Miles Bridges is going to keep up this high, yeah. high level of play for the remainder of the season, but in terms of where I thought he would be performing this year... And that's it. Certainly, he's going to have an overperforming season. Last year, averaged 12 and 6, and he was sort of just going along with the motions. He at the minute, like 25 or something. Um, something stupid. I've got the quick, quick notes here. Um, he's averaging 26 and 8 so far this season. I guess that's excluding today's game, sorry. Yep. So, you might have to recalculate. But um, a little stat that I saw that in, I think it was in three out of five games this year, it might be three out of six so far, He's, average, he's scored 30-plus points. Yeah. 
Who saw this coming for Miles Bridges? Last year, he had two games total, 30-plus, and he's already had three, and the season's just begun. Even the most kind of glass-half-full Hornets fans as Lee here. Like, you couldn't predict that. I did not at all. You could not predict that, and it's really awesome, isn't it? It's incredible, isn't it? And I think all the attention was with LaMelo Ball coming into, you know, the next progression of his career, and now Miles Bridges has shown that he can be a guy who I personally think can... Average, you know, maybe 20 to 22 points this year. Mm. And that's, that's a massive improvement. That is huge. That's most improved talk, isn't it? it is, like, if yeah. you're going from, what was it, 12? 12, 12, 12 points, yeah. You're going to 20, 2022. Like, yep. that is massive. Mm. And the fact that he's doing it so far with consistency, he's a reliable scorer. And he's, well, I wouldn't say reliable yet, just due to the small sample size. But he's, yep. I guess, paving that way for him to be a reliable scorer. Mm. Takes a lot of pressure. Like we've seen them win games. Their start to the yeah. season, beating Brooklyn, beating you know whoever else. They've started well, but Lamelo's misfired a couple of games here. Mm. We had, I mean, what t- was it? He sat out. Was it against Brooklyn? Lamelo sat himself out in the fourth quarter and had, uh, who was it? Who Ish, went off? Oh, yeah, yeah, Ish Smith. Ish, yeah, 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 yeah. Ish has been Ish, good though. Ish was bowling. Like, are you kidding? Yeah. Ish Smith yeah. Beat, played yeah. for thirteen teams in the league. Yeah. <laughs> He's come out and bowling for the Hornets. And Lamelo said, you know. Right, I'll sit this quarter out. That's yeah. awesome for him just taking it to a Lamello front on that kind of game nuance sense to sit yep. himself out, but also ish to take over. Yeah. But Ooh. I guess coming back on that reliable score front, it's yeah. good to have another option. Agree with me or disagree with me, but I'd consider Miles Bridges to be overachieving, um, you know, later this year, even if he just becomes consistent. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. everyone's yeah. going to have a 10 and 12, 10 point game every now and then. I, no. I don't mind if that happens every now and again, but if he can get 20 points a game, chuck a couple highlight dunks in there, and I'm happy. That's More a huge happy. win. That's a huge win. And that that is, honestly, without. You know, discussing other players, but that is most improved talk. It Do you reckon he's lady most improved? At yeah, yeah, yeah. Over someone like Tyler Hero, maybe. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. I would say yep. so, just because we saw flashes from Hero in the in the playoffs and things are kind. Sure. This is kind yeah. of almost like he's had the highlight dunks, but it's almost come from nowhere. Yeah, I so agree. I agree. Would, he was pretty much a highlight player in the last few seasons, wasn't yep. he? Because. You know, we saw, uh, you know, Bleacher Report post the occasional, you know, incredible posterizing dunk that he would do, but he was never known for being a guy who would put up, you know, 25 a night. Yeah. And he looks to be a guy who's well on his way to being a, you know, consistent 20 plus a night scorer. So fair play. You know, he's been great. Love it. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, we might double back with Ro. Okay. You get to go first for your Ro's second play, mate. I'm, yeah, prepared. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared if you want me to. Curveball. You want to go? Sure. <laughs> right. um, this is, gone. This is podcast go. planning at its finest on the fly. <laughs> um, this isn't really a surprising one, but I do think he will overachieve continuously throughout the year, but it's Ja Morant. Yep. He's been playing just absolutely Stop outstanding. Mine. And to be honest, there's no reason why I can't see this not continuing. He's literally, Like you guys said, he's literally playing at an MVP caliber this this far. Um, he's averaging 30 points, five rebounds, eight assists, and might add two steals. Yep. He's just looking more and more confident with the ball in his hands. He's doing a lot more. And I think that comes back to Valentunas leaving, obviously. But I think, yeah, he's 
had to realize that he's going to have to take on such a massive load and almost carry this team. Yeah. And I think he's he's done that exactly so far this season. Big, I think... Oh, no, please. I was just Sorry. about to say, I think I, th- I actually think Jar is leading most improved at this point of the season. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I personally think even though he was, you know, showed signs of being a superstar in the future, I don't think we necessarily expected him to... Bring it on this this no. season to his career, did we? He's he's sort of taken the full responsibility that he and Valentina shared um, over the last few years. Taken both. Taken both, and he's just taken it and run with it. And he he looks like he's, in my opinion, clear most improved at this point. I think, like, I, I don't want to get any criticism for this. I find the Grizzlies, they're a good team, but they're not a great team. Yeah. But yep. Jar makes it, like the last two seasons, them being in the plane, like that's been down to Jar. Yeah. Like he's, oh, yeah. he's yeah. phenomenal. And I think a big difference, it looks like, and from all accounts, just reading reports, he's put on a couple of pounds of size and he just looks mm. more eager to attack. But you feel yeah. a little like I know that was a big concern for me with him that ooh, injuries, like the way he attacks and how light a frame he is. These injuries are just going to pile up. Yeah. But he looks a little little heavier, a little more uh, well-built and growing into his body a little more so. And it's a scary proposition. And the fact that he's now, like the way against the Lakers the other day, he, his stroke from three, he is knocking down three-pointers and hitting them with confidence. Yeah. Something he hasn't done for the last two seasons. Uh, well, to the degree that he did, well, that he has so far yeah. this season. Yeah. He is a scary prospect. Mm-hmm. The way, how quick and agile he is. He's kind of touch with the ball, he's touch inside, and his stroke from three now, the way it's developing, he's the complete package. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Another guy who has clearly worked on his game over over the past few off-seasons, and, you know, we, we always thought that he was going to be like this incredible... He always had the speed, didn't he, and the yeah. agility, but it's, he's just slowly but surely putting all aspects of his game together, and Far out. Look go go two, three years in the future and he could be... You, you never know. He could be one of the top five faces in the league. You just don't know. This wouldn't have occurred if Valanciunas didn't left, leave, would it? Would uh, it? I think it might Not have. to this extent. Maybe no not to way. this extent, but I think it would have... It was always going to improve. Progr- he was always going to progress, yeah. wasn't he? But, yeah, I know what Lee's saying in yeah. terms of... I think he had to share that responsibility. Adam's just been good so far. He's been better with Jar than I thought he would. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I thought this combo was... Just because of uh, Adams' like immobility, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't think it would work as well but as I, it have. I was high on it. You I, were, I yeah, predicted fair it. play. You did say that, I so I take that one. I better but, get on to mine before, before we end. get a big head. Before we end, I, <laughs> I, I, I know none of us. I know I don't really like making comparisons. Yeah. I know probably maybe over a year ago I was comparing Jamarant to Russell Westbrook, which I still do agree. But now I'm even seeing, and it, this might be because Ja is so young as well, but I'm seeing very early D-Rose as well. Yep. Derek Rose. Absolutely. Seen very early D-Rose, seen very early, sort of even like Russell Westbrook in the yeah. fact that he's so athletic, can get to the rim, can finish, and probably some aspects of his game at this point of his career better than Westbrook was at that yeah. point of his career. So, oh, scary signs for the league, I reckon. A great pick. I'll move ahead to mine. Mine's a player I won't touch on for too long. A player who his bar last season was so low and was probably coming into the season set so low. My player who I think will overperform is from the Cavs. It's Kevin Love. Kevin Love. Okay. K-Money. Just because 
His bar so low, so I think he'll smash it. And just for the fact, yeah, he's playing like he cares this year. He's mm-hmm. like last season we saw him just throwing like. Absolutely, just falconing the ball at teammates and just playing with an absolutely zero care factor. Yeah, yeah. He's playing with a little bit more intensity. He's playing with a little more care. And he's playing on a team that has, I think, has potential. Like, they went down to the Lakers today. They were in it up until the last couple of minutes and were leading it. Yeah. Um, and the way Sexton, Garland, and Rubio off the bench, we mentioned as well, row off air. It's coming together. And he, I think maybe he sees the potential in this team. Therefore, He's playing a little more more, yeah. more determined. Yeah. Um, and again, it kind of comes back to the Ben Simmons situation. If you want to get traded out, like when your contracts are that big, you need to show to other teams you're worth it. Like yeah. Simmons isn't playing. Like who wants to take a chance on this guy who is not playing, who isn't improving his trade value? It looks like Love is going out with that intention mm. to improve his value. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far, and I, I think he will overperform what many of the pundits and many of the fans out there think he was expected mm. to achieve this season. I it's one that I didn't even didn't even catch my mind no. coming into this episode, but you're right, Nick. I think he I think he definitely will overperform this season and I think he's not gonna be a like like a, a I he's guess T Wolves catalog, no, no, but he's no, he's gonna be serviceable. But I think the other thing is he's he seemed like ever since LeBron left and you can understand how this happened, but He's almost been demoralised yeah. since LeBron left because he's he's felt like that was my chance to be one of the all-time greats in terms of success and performing. Yep. And obviously his body's let him down over the last few years and obviously LeBron leaving certainly hurt his value as well. But I think he's started to realise, as you were saying, that um, you know, maybe if I want to make my way out of Cleveland, which I've got to play my way out. certainly can't blame him for wanting his way out of Ohio, Um that he needs to start performing um, so the Cavs can sort of offer him to other teams for something, you know, half-decent in return, I guess. There you have it, K-Love. Bro, take us away with your second player, the last player. Who you think will overperform? Who have you got for us? Yeah, my last player overperforming is Cam Reddish from the Atlanta Hawks. Over. Yeah. He's, he's definitely a guy who, so far this season, has shown that he's in for a fairly big season, particularly off the bench. There's a lot of guys who have a lot of six-man-of-the-year candidates at this stage, even though it's early days. But he's a guy who's probably gone under the radar so far. He's averaged 16 points off the bench. And he's a guy who, particularly last year, suffered with injuries. I think he only only played 20-odd games last year. Um, And the other reason I think he's going to overperform is because I don't think in the first place many people are even paying attention to him. When you've got the likes of um, Trey Young and Clint Capella and, and, and John Collins as yeah, well, John Collins, absolutely. Um, I don't think much attention is going to him in the first place, but I think he's certainly gained a lot of attention for his you know production off the bench. And I think now that he's actually looking healthy, even though it's early days, as I was mentioning before, he looks like he could, you know, be a big impact player off the bench for the Atlanta Hawks this year. And if he can average, you know, maybe 15, 16 points off the bench this year, that's overs for him considering, you know, not many people are even paying attention to Cam Reddish. He, he had the potential before this season, but I don't still don't think people were paying that much. Were, were any of you guys looking at him Not coming around this season? Uh, a little bit. Just a little bit? I, yeah. I had heard quite a bit of talk and kind of started to buy into it that I thought this might be 
not a breakout year, but just a chance for him to kind of yeah. really reaffirm his place in the league after like the injuries and things of the kind. Uh, I won't touch too much on Reddish. I think it's a great pick from you, but just quickly, like I'll touch on it only briefly. But mm. I agree. I think this year has a bit like we've seen the like last year Jordan Clarkson runaway winner. We've seen yeah. Lou Williams runaway winner for however many years. But the sixth man of the year award, I think, is really open so, this year. We've seen yeah, a hero. Yeah. Clarkson's going to be up there. Paddy Mills. You add in Reddish. Yeah. You know, Carmelo Anthony potentially. Yeah, mentioned him. Did you? Yeah. I so, did, absolutely. A real quick so, one. So good you had to mention him twice. Well, there you go. He has been on fire. Um, but it is. It is so open this year, and it really is an exciting award, I think, for this season. So a great pick there, Ro. Do you think, real quick, because uh, I haven't got, got to talk about it at all, but do you think Cam Reddish has the potential to even take DeAndre Hunter's role in the starting lineup? I know we like him off the bench, but... That's a hard one, isn't it? Just because... Hunter's been god-awful. I've got him in my fantasy. <laughs> but anyone, there's no muck in the Anyone want him? But do you want... Do you want, like, so much firepower in the starting five that if you bring on someone else, like a Hunter off the bench, is he going to be able to perform at the level ready shows? Well, the thing is, it's not like they're short, short-handed on no, the bench. I no. Like, Lou Will, I think he's injured yeah. now, but... Um, it's like Bogdanovich coming off the bench. I know Kevin Herter is. But yeah. They're that, in a funny spot. I think they need to probably trade away, like make a package with a few of these players yeah. for an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, I don't have a package in mind off the top of my head, but they've got the pieces that they could make a move for another superstar. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we've still got a, quite a few to get through, lads, so we'll quickly rip through and we'll go ahead to the underperforming Before we section. do, did, did we have any, any, you know, runners up. Mate, we don't have the time. Overs. Mate, we have oh, 40 minutes in. There's a couple in. names. There's a couple names. Right, I, no, I, I, I didn't. I had um, OG and Anobi. Right, yeah. And Dennis Schroeder. Overperform OG. Yeah. I and Dennis Schroeder. I think it's I think it's OG's breakout. Breakout year. It's been good without Siakam there. And I was about to say, increased responsibility for OG as well. Mm-hmm. And Schroeder. Yeah, he's been good over the... Better than the Lakers. I think he had one good game. No. I've not seen him do much. Oh, I will look again. <laughs> it doesn't look like right. that he turned down the Lakers back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I'll go back to the tape and have a, have a bit of a look, I reckon. Uh, Lee, take us away with your first player for the underperform. Kevin Porter Jr. Yep. Been disappointed this <sighs> far. And I, and I know... You um, took mine. I did. <laughs> Sorry. Um, look, I know the relationship between him and Green in that, in that front court is still forming. And I know I will probably... It's in the backcourt. Oh, backcourt, sorry. And I and I know it's still going to be forming, but um, this year it's not what I've, I've liked to see from him. Especially with the departure of John Wall, I thought he'd, you know, pick up that scoring output especially. Um, he hasn't done that. Um, I've, I've wanted to see him be a bit more consistent. The only thing he's consistent in so far is turnovers. He's had a game with six, a game with eight, and a game with nine. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Is this Kevin Porter Jr.? Yeah, Kevin. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you didn't take mine. Go <laughs> on. Um, look, <laughs> sorry, I just had to clarify things before I went on. How many have you had to drink? <laughs> too many. Not too many. You can't blame him entirely, though, because I know he's still trying to find his rhythm. You've got Christian Wood there, but he's the main guy in terms of facilitating that's yeah. been brought on to him. Um, and I guess it's finding that balance between scoring and facilitating as yeah. well as creating chemistry with all your teammates around him. Um, and mm. to be honest, I don't think that consistency and um, leadership will 
take part this season because I think he's too young and probably not mature enough um, yep. for him to do that. I agree, and I mm. think just because we like the bar was set high, just you know, we saw those massive a couple of massive games he had last season, and he looked poised to really kind of assert himself as that number one, but. The franchise, I think, is in the position where Jalen Green is going to be given the keys. Yeah. Like, he's the guy we're building around, and it just seems that, you know, Porter's kind of being put on the back burner a little bit. And it's kind of, I guess, that mentality has kind of affected, I guess, his confidence, possibly his, um, you know, I get mentality as well. Mm -hmm. Um, He just doesn't look in the same position he was last season. So, yeah, I do agree there. I think he will underperform. I think a key word that Lee mentioned before was maturity. And I think even at times last season, I think we saw that he definitely wasn't up to scratch. He's had his issues, hasn't he? He's he's had off-court issues as well. So it's something that he needs to work on. And I I certainly don't think he's progressed in the way that many thought he would this year with increased responsibility. Um, But he's got plenty of time. He's got plenty of time, plenty of potential to sort of progress but I mean he needs to get on top of his on top of his I guess his mindset yep. towards the game um, if he can become a consistent performer um, because he does show signs doesn't he where mm. he where Absolutely. he can certainly be a you know formidable um, player for the for the league and the Rockets going forward but at this point he just looks like he's a bit um, inconsistent and sort of immature at this stage of his career all right I'm gonna go next Give me a countdown, Lee, from three, <laughs> two, one. Watch the expression for any of our video listeners out there. Watch Rose's expression. Mine is MPJ. Michael Porter Jr. Mine too. Is that a what? Mine too. Is my second yeah, one. I, I, I oh. both Porter Juniors. Well, oh, they're right. Right, let's kill all three <laughs> with one stone here. How's this for time efficiency? <laughs> um, I just think, like, he's so far... He's averaged 11.5 points, 5.3 rebounds, and 2.5 assists. But I think the issue is the bar has been set too high. I think he's going to be okay this season. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I think he'll be okay. But just with the way the bar has been set, people are expecting him. The the way the talk's been, Mm -hmm. like with Jamal Murray out, people are expecting him to play like a goddamn MVP. And it's just not going to happen. They're expecting him to have 25 points, um, you know, and really be just an old, like a lights-out player. And mm. I just don't think yet, the, you know, he's had injuries to start his career. Last year we saw him find his feet more so. I think it's going to take another year or two for him to really, really assert his status in the league. And I don't think this year's it. Um and I just think, like, I, as I said, I think he'll be good, but the bar is set so, so high that I, I don't think he can achieve it. He, so. was, he was far too overhyped coming into this season, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think he was very short odds for the most improved player. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought he would improve somewhat, but he's just, he's just, at this point, and it's a small sample size, he may end up having a really good season. You never know. But at this point of the season, he hasn't shown that he's even taken any steps forward, and he's probably regressed, really. Yeah. Um, I think in the in the opening two seasons of his career, he's shot over 50% from the field, and at the yeah. moment he's averaging uh, 30, high 30% from the field, which... Probably isn't ideal as a second option on that team in terms of offense behind behind the Joker, obviously. But yeah. Um, yeah, he's just been he's been disappointing, and we haven't seen anything to prove that he's going to be, you know, uh, 
A number, a really good number two. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, his max contract that he got as well did not help his ex, his high expectations. It comes back to Bumba, doesn't it? It Like players who haven't got it want to go out and prove their worth. Like Mm. he's got it, so it's almost like a level of complacency set in. I don't know if you guys, you probably knew it, but I don't know if some of the viewers and listeners heard it. Five year, two hundred seven million. That is a lot of money over five oh, years yeah. for a guy averaging this season eleven points, five rebounds, and two assists. That's more than some countries are worth. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also just say I'm not entirely putting? Okay, you're laughing. Come on. Good. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you were saying the time. You were crunch for time, Nick. You're not helping there. Sorry. I call. I don't want to entirely put the blame on him. You good? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I want to put a little bit of blame on Mike Malone and the coaching staff because I want to see some more plays run around Michael Porter Jr. He's, mm. he, he's kind of waiting at the three-point arc and, and that's not where he should be, you know, waiting yeah. to put up a shot. He should be having plays run around him by Mike. Just you quickly name a country that's <laughs> worth less than $200 million? <laughs> Fair majority. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and... Well, yeah, he's the, the like it. It's so hard because you put almost too much pressure on the, these some of these players. Like that, they're they're not. It's not achievable to reach the level that's set on them. And I just think this year, like potentially, he might like the perspective of him might decrease slightly this yeah. year. And next year, he could come back and just blow you know, just blow things out of proportion completely and be up. You know, as an all-star player and things of the kind, the, yeah. the expectations are just too high this year. Too so, high. Lee, there's your two done. Yeah, my two done. Well, let's go ahead, Ro. We've got one more each to go. Good. Go, that worked. Oh, there you go. That worked out really well, didn't it? Uh, my second player, and this is funny because during the week, I just quickly, I digress slightly. I had him as overperform. Yep. And then I, I thought about it a little bit more. I saw a few more performances, kind of just de- dove a little bit deeper. So I changed it to underperform. I've got Fred Van Vliet. Freddie. Well, That's of a week. Yeah, I've, I just think that with, like, there's going to be too much expected to do of him. We saw him have that one game. He had 17 assists. Um, there's no star on the team now that Lowry's left. Like, Siakam, you can make a case for if you stretch. He's out at the moment. He's going to be burdened to do so much. And I've touched on this during, I think, when we did our Eastern season, mm. Eastern Conference previews. I think he's reached his ceiling. I don't think he's going any higher. No. And, like, he just looks like he's maxed out to his output. We, I saw today, like, against the Orlando Magic, they got up by a point. Scotty Barnes, like, in that first half, Fred Van Vliet, he finished with about 20 or so. Mm, but yeah. he, first half, I think he had zero. Uh, but Scotty Barnes was the go-to guy. He looks so comfortable, so confident, and they look like they're really trying to go with him, yeah. um, which is great because they're kind of in rebuild mode, so it's good to kind of, I guess, breed that young blood. Mm-hmm. But I just think Fred is going to be expected to do too much for this franchise. Like, like I had them really low. A lot of other people are having them as a, a decent team, mm-hmm. and they're so far so good. They're looking okay. But I just don't think he will be able to perform at the level that's needed for them to finish in a playing position. It's, fun- it's funny, isn't it, though? Because you see some players similar to Fred Van Fleet who 
um, when they lose other players, s- such as in this case, um, Pascal Siakam yep. to injury and Cole Lowry, yep. you think they're going to step up. But I think Fred Van Vliet is actually one of these guys who perform better when they've got really good guys around. around. He's, he's not a number one pace. He can't. But no, no, definitely And to not, be honest, no. on a really, really good team, I don't know if he's a number two pace. Like he's a, he's a, he's a support. He's he a low level a second piece or a high level third piece. Um, you know, I just don't think he's quite there in the position to be able to get them to the place they need. No, just, well, do you reckon he can lead the team? I, I I'm the same. No. I, not in points. I'm, I'm talking not, about yeah. leadership in in general. Uh, I okay, if so. you pose it that way, maybe. Yeah, I I actually still think that when Pascal comes back, he'll be leading the I team. I don't think so. Yeah. I do. Um, but I, I certainly think that you touched on Scotty Barnes before. Scotty too hotty. Coming into this season, when he got picked up at four, mm. I think a lot of us were thinking, Why? that's overs. And yeah, I, I think overs. We were, I think we were thinking, this guy, I think we're, he was going to be a good player, but I certainly don't think he was going to be a number warrant to number four. Pick. A lot of people were upset that Suggs didn't get picked above him. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. I think that was the contentious point, wasn't it? Mm. It was the fact that, Suggs had bowled out in his college career. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, obviously Barnes got picked ahead of him. But he's, he's, the Toronto Raptors have seen something in Scotty Barnes that maybe the rest of us haven't seen so far. And, um, he had 19 and 6 in the first half today, which is sort of, I a think skill. he ended with just about 19, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. I think he had just a quite, over 20. Quite, quite a second, second half. half. But still, geez, yeah. he's, he's, He's overperformed, I think. That's another guy who's overperformed, Scotty Barnes. Yeah, you probably go. should have had him as one of my options. Well, Ro, you take us away, mate. Who is your final player, the overperform? Who have you got? <sighs> my last player and underperform, by the way. Underperform. My apologies. Yeah, I, right, I, I do have to apologize. I've got to go to the loo, so the clarity of mind is <laughs> starting, <laughs> no, that. It's starting to fade. That. Exactly, that's what it is. That's exactly what I'm having to go to the loo. Yeah, yeah I was. I'm trying to get it over and done with Nick, but um my player, and even though he he had a really good game today, and he and he got to the line today as well, but it was my man James Harden from the yeah, Brooklyn Nets. I think, given the fact that Kyrie Irving's out for who knows for the majority of this year, yeah. could be all of this year. We thought that James Harden would have another incredible season, probably be the two behind KD in terms of production for the Brooklyn yeah. Nets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the rule change, the rule changes around fouls and trying to sort of milk fouls throughout. So shuffling your legs, yeah. you know, you know, you the I think it's impacted him thus far. Um, maybe not today. He got to the line probably ten times yeah. today, which is which is what he usually does. Yeah. But before today, he was getting to the line about three three times each game, which I think's impacted his definitely his box score because I reckon he's only averaging maybe. 16, 17, 18 points. I haven't mm. actually checked, but it is certainly nowhere near the amount of production that we expect out of one of the most prolific scorers of, mm. of, all, of, time. of all time. And really. it's said that the worst thing to do is a bloke, a shooter who's struggling, the worst thing you can do is get them to the line. Yes. To give them free chances to get their head in the game. Get stroke. Yeah, get yeah. the stroke in. We saw today, you can get to the line and it was it, God, was it just about the most points he's had this season? Yeah, just, I reckon just about. Yeah, just about. Yep, it so, would have been definitely. I mean, the headline is obviously, um, you know, the new rule change is affecting his game. But are people forgetting about that? He the whole off season he was rehabbing that hamstring injury. Yep. Um, yep. I, I think that also plays a big part that no one's really talking about. 
Um, yeah, that's my. I, I'm, I, I'm going to disagree here. I think he's going to be okay. Yeah, I do too. I, I think I he's. Too. I'm going to. I'm going to go against the uh, the grain this time, bro. I <laughs> yeah. think he's going to be okay, and I do agree. Certainly, the hamstring comes into play. Yeah. Certainly, adapting to these new rules come into play. He's got to. You know, if he's struggling to get that offense going, he's got to find a way to get to the line, which he did today, and he looked he better. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be okay. Uh, in a in a month or two, you know, often we see him start a little bit slower. Uh, I th- I think he's going to come okay. One of my last notes was going to be... Is this going to be I, the point that sways? No, no, no. No, no just no. agreeing with us, I bet. Well, you're sort of on the money there. But <laughs> I, I, th- I think one of my last notes was going to be a player of James Harden's calibre, regardless of if the rule changes or not. Yep. It's not like he's going to have an awful season. Like, he's averaged 16 points or thereabouts so yep. far. I'm not saying that he's probably not going to average, you know, 23 to 25 points a game this season, but... Like MPJ, isn't it? The bar sets higher. It's, it sets so high that you expect incredible things out of him. And I think I think my point more so was the fact that, um, particularly with Kyrie out, he probably had to step up yeah. even more. Yeah. Um, and do I think that he's going to step up enough to fill the hole left by Kyrie Irving and lift the nets to where they need to be? I'm not so sure at this point, to be honest with you. James Harden's an incredible player, and I think he's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. We know that. But top I, 75 player of all time. Top 75. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's an incredible scorer. Um, and he has he, his longevity has been really good as well. But I don't know. I'm just not convinced that he's going to reach the the heights that many thought he probably should um, this season. Guys, there you have it. We've given six players. Oh, yeah. No, we have done six for each category. I was doing a bit of Big, big Shack quick math. Um, <laughs> six players for overperform and underperform. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of hard. You know, we've only seen two weeks of action, but these are players we think, you know, at season's end, we might look back on and see overperforming or underperforming. We mm. would love to hear what you think, where we went right, where we went wrong. You know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like people might be on board potentially with us. Yeah, let us know if you're not. Yeah, absolutely. We love to hear your feedback at, uh, you know, we love it. Yeah, we just love hearing your feedback, yeah. don't we? We love it. We grow from it. Mm. We're like plants, aren't we? And you guys are the water. Just growing. That's a what an analogy. Horrible analogy. But let's move on. We're going to do this in a rapid fire format. Okay. Uh, just, just this, the season or well, the week so far. Like, have you? What have been your big takeaways? Has there been teams that you're happy with that are you're you know, disappointed with what has stuck out to you this week, Lee, from the um, NBA? I mean, big thing we already talked about. It. Scotty Barnes has just been incredible taking on that role. It, it looks like he's even um, sometimes playing the point, which I like. Mm. Another thing, Tyler Harrow, he's, we've, we talked about him last week, but he's just continued to be great. Yeah. Um, you guys go on with yours. But... Well, big thing for me was OKC coming back by 26 to beat the Lakers the other day. Uh Oh, I tell you what, this was absolutely brutal. I was at work, I was just sneakily checking the scores here and there. <laughs> Shout out into Sport Hobart, <laughs> our major sponsors. Um, checking the scores, and I saw, saw us up by 26. I was like, you beauty, lock that down for a dub. And just off the back of Shay, Lou, oh, Lou Dort, and, the, and Josh Giddy, um, they Giddy with 18 points, 10 rebounds. Second became the second youngest player behind LeBron James to record ten assists. Mm. Wow, big stuff there! But they were able to rally and beat the uh, beat the Lakers there, one twenty three to one fifteen. Mm. Brutal stuff there. And what kind of stood out to me? Uh, the Lakers only just scraped over the Spurs as well mm. during the week in OT. It's really been the Lakers' day. 
they have been pretty horrendous on that front, giving up 123 points to this OKC team. And oh, I, I forgive me, I don't have it off the top of my head what it was against the Spurs, but they're giving up a lot of points. They're a better team than this, and they need to, like, I think come playoffs, they're going to be all right. But I, I think they so. need to actually flex a little bit of muscle and kind of prove that they are rightfully one of the top teams in the league. Uh, they're just not showing it. And likewise, the Nets at the minute, they just, they've got the muscle. They just need to flex it a, a little bit. So, What does that, it come down to, though, for the Lakers? You're a Lakers fan, obviously, yep. Nick. What do you think their poor start to the season has come down to? I give it down to two points, I think. I think one is complacency. Just given they've got so much top tier talent, yep. I think they can walk in any given night and think they're going to win. Especially going up twenty six against OKC, yeah. like they they just doing the towel. We'll rest. We've got the win locked up. It's easy. OKC are pretty much in tank mode. They're not going to fight, and they did. They they fought and scrapped and clawed their way to yeah. a win. So yeah. I think that's point one. Mm. I think point two. So what do I say? Complacency, and I think just maybe. You didn't have one. I think it. I thought. I think it's almost a little bit of lack of team cohesion. Yeah. Uh, we've seen so yeah. far the impact, like Russ in particular. This game he had a quadruple double. Uh, ten Not the re- good kind. Ten at least ten points, ten rebounds, ten assists, but also ten turnovers. Yeah. Uh, and the difference that's been had with Russ when LeBron is in the court and when he's off the court has been massive. Uh, Russ has been a much better player when LeBron's not on the court. Uh, so far, so far, it's only a small sample size. But I think they just need to iron out when all like when they've got their full complement of stars, they need to stagger the minutes a little bit more. Um, you know, we forget that Wayne Ellington, Kendrick Nunn, mm. all these other players, they don't have their full complement of stars yet. Yeah, I think they just need to work out their system. So yep. I think complacency and lack of team cohesion is the big point so far for me. Yeah. Yeah, Ro, what have you taken away from this week? I've taken a lot away, but something I took away, which I definitely wasn't a fan of, and I'm actually still oh, fuming about it, is the fact that I'm not sure if many people saw throughout the week, um, uh, late in a game between the yes. OKC Thunder and the Philadelphia 76ers, Joel Embiid barged into Joshy Giddy, one of our favourites. Um, on a fast break. On a fast break. It wasn't so much the Joel Embiid barging into Giddy because he wanted the bucket, but it was it was a hard barge and hard foul. Giddy yeah. Giddy got absolutely clobbered. Got didn't pummeled. He? he got absolutely pummeled. It's he, a big boy to hit. It's <laughs> one of the biggest boys to hit. You. Yeah. He, he got bowled over. But the thing that I was I was absolutely fuming about was the Philadelphia 76ers commentary team. There's one um, member of that commentary team in particular who was so disrespectful mm. and just lacked. The lacked care um, for for Joshy Giddy, essentially saying, um, "I don't care if Josh Giddy's hurt," because for a little while Josh Giddy looked very proppy after yeah. after that happened. He was he? down for a he was down yeah. for a hot minute, and, and he, he was saying that while like he was still down. Like Joshy Giddy was recovering, and this this commentary member, I'm, I didn't have the name. I wish I had a got it so I could name and shame, but he was. <laughs> He was basically saying, I couldn't care less about Giddy's well-being, but I just want to make sure that, that Joel and Bates, you know, okay, because it was a hard, it was a hard foul and they both sort of got impacted. Yeah. Um, but I, I was just, I just thought if you're a commentary team, I don't care how biased you are, but you still have to show some sort of compassion for, for, for the opposition players if they look like they're, they're being impacted um, physically like that. There's I, a I fine made... line, isn't there? And I 100% yeah. agree because I know 
like I guess for a bit of transparency, that's the route I certainly want to go with my career. Like yes. I reckon that is like my dream job. And I know there's a certain level of biased opinion you've got to have, but there is also you've got to be impartial to a certain degree and show both sides of the fence. And you've got yeah. to actually, especially when you think a player might be injured, have a care care factor. Oh, absolutely. Like that that was just pretty abysmal the way that was treated and the way he approached that situation. Yeah. Um, you know, it's certainly not endearing. It just shows a real lack of care for the opposition, a real lack of care for the players of the league who are yeah. the players who are making the money and putting their body on the line, I guess. Yes, um, yeah. So I, I 100%, I saw this and I was like, are you taking the piss? Yeah, it was just, it like, was unbelievable. I couldn't believe the words that were actually coming out of mm. his mouth. It was so disrespectful. And I know every home commentator has their bias to their home team, obviously. But you, as an NBA commentator, you can't be doing this. It was, no. This was disgusting. It was heartless, wasn't it? Heartless. And it, and it sort of... It sort of just showed that, like, some people think these guys are sort of just like robots mm. to an extent. Yeah. Like, they don't actually classify them as human beings. Mm, yeah. Joshy Giddy, imagine a bloody seven-foot Joel Embiid barging towards you and, and knocking you. Knocking he would have been into... going up for that shot thinking, geez, I should probably <laughs> kiss my ass goodbye. <laughs> he knocked him into next week, really. Yeah. And I feel for poor Joshy Giddy because he... he he put his body on the line, but yep. he but he copped it, and he didn't receive any sort of, um, you know, any sort of accolades from yep. the from the commentators no. for putting his body on the line. It's um, I, I just think it's really poor by that commentator, no. and I, I reckon a lot of Australians are in the same boat in particular. Oh, Aussie pride, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. It really yeah. is a lot of Australian basketball. Fans I thought you were all going to say, oi, 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 with oi, me. Oi, oi. Um, yeah. just quickly, last question before we wrap up, though, lads. Besides your own team. What is the one team you're most looking forward to seeing in the next week? Which one team are you keen to look out for? I want to see if Jar can keep going at the level he's going. So probably, probably Memphis Grizzlies. Right. Look, Chicago have had a really good start to the season, and I'm I'm very keen to see how long they can keep up this elite level of play. Um, because so far this season, they're playing much better than any of us thought they would. Even though we thought that they'd improve, yep. um, they've been much better. So interested to see if they can keep it up. Um, particularly with Pat Williams going down as well. Does that change anything? Yeah, who steps up? Javante Green? Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. My team, I'm going to go, is uh, the New York Knickerbockers. MSG is rocking. We said last year in the playoffs, their resurgence is nothing but great for the league as a whole. Um, their fans are just on a different wavelength, I swear. Like, I want some of what they're all on. They're insane. All 20,000 of them. They are electric. It's wicked to see them night in, night out show up. Um, and the Knicks are relevant. They are fun to watch. They're winning. They're top of the Eastern Conference, 4-1. and one. And I am keen to see if it can continue over the next week. So I'm going to go the Knicks. Good on. Lads, it has been another massive instalment today. I need to get another phrase because I'm on repeat. They're yeah. all massive instalments. We love it. Season 3 is back with an absolute fury. Video content is coming hot. Our TikTok's going to be running wild, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks. We're yeah. going to get that set. New sponsors coming on board. You know, basketball in full swing. Life is good. Life is greatly. It's a, it, it actually improves my life quality so much, <laughs> the basketball being back. I'm not saying my life is bad without it, but it's crazy how many times I've been watching the basketball this week and said out, said out loud, God, I'm so happy in this moment right now. I absolutely love it. Ro, you're happier too, mate? I'm with you. Yeah. It's, um, it gives a lot of meaning to your life, doesn't it, basketball? It actually it does. does. Um, 
Yeah, it's very true over the last few weeks since it's been back. We've been happier. Been happier. Guys, we love it. Ball is back. Life is good. Be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials for all the latest news, both the NBA and NBL. The NBL season is coming thick and fast. We're just, I think we're five weeks away, about five weeks away from the season starting there. So the news will be ramping up on that front as well. Um, subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether you're an audio listener or a video listener. We thank you for the support. We can't 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 bleh, can't it's wait. To, yeah, I'm losing the plot in the last couple of seconds. <laughs> can't wait to come back with another massive episode next week. There's going to be a lot of news to recap and break down, and we can't wait to do it with you then. Till then, guys, love you. Bye.